intro music. I really like this. All right. According to the computer, we're live on the internet now. Let's do it. Uh, well, oh, you know what? I don't know if this is even on. Hang on. Maybe it is. I think it is. I think it's. I think the noise is going through there. Um, I am going to start turning this down. <laughs> hey, Laura. Hey, how's it going, Adam? Good. We are uh, doing an impromptu live session. So I'm Adam Peak. I'm Laura Fodi. Yeah. And as you can tell, I'm here in lovely and beautiful Tustin, California. And we are live on Earth Day. So this is a pop-up live event. We we're going to do lunch, but it seemed like it'd be weird if we we're just like, let me tell you about how great sustainability is. <laughs> yeah, I figured you didn't want to hear me chewing. No, no. <laughs> who, who wants to? So uh I've, I've got some what do we got here portola we got portola coffee it's it's a local coffee shop here in southern california and they do a great job i think they also have some sustainability in their mission too which i, I would, know we're going to talk about all about today. we're going to yeah, yeah yeah it's it's earth day so uh you know spec right for those of you who have been paying attention at all to my podcast and content um has been just an incredible partner and in, in really trying to push forward innovation in the packaging space. And certainly we really connected your spec, right. And just the people here really connected up with my core, you know, purpose and mission in this yeah. whole packaging world. So excited to be on live. Uh, we've got uh, Jill, actually, I have an idea for you. So uh, you probably can't see or hear Jill, but there's a, um, actually, I'm going to do this. There's going to be a comment section. Mm -hmm. So now we can see your comments. Sorry, I didn't have that right. up there. So if you want to, if you, if you are able to watch this, I know it's Friday. It's Friday afternoon for a lot of folks. It's noon here in Southern beautiful California. But if you are able to watch this live, then we'd love for you to just drop a comment, uh, drop a question. What are you excited about for Earth Day? Uh, what if if you use SpecRight? You know, just give us a like. What what hashtag should they use? Hashtag Earth Day. Hashtag Specification Management. Hashtag let's make amazing things. All right. All right. I'm kidding I like, about the last one, but not. Like, no, you can do it, right? Do yeah, let's do that. Hashtag whatever you want. Cool. So yeah, if, if you are watching this live, uh, we're live on uh, Facebook, the People of Packaging podcast page on Facebook. We're live on the People of Packaging YouTube and then also live here on LinkedIn. So I'm here for the weekend. I just got done uh, with a whole three hours up at Dermalogica and Carson. And mm -hmm. we had met, Kevin and I had met at the um, Specification Management Summit in Austin. And just, it was a perfect convergence of worlds. And so I had reached out and I said, hey, I'm gonna be down there. We're staying in Huntington Beach with my sister. And uh, we just thought, you know what? Let's just do it. Let's get together and, and start talking about the connection between specifications and sustainability. Yeah. And so one thought that I've had often, and when I do, I'll do like these sustainability lunch and learns with brands, and I inevitably get to this point with them. And I, I'm thinking that your people here probably do too. They'll say, we're committing to using less plastic. <laughs> we're committing to using less of this. And we're committing to using more PCR content. Mm -hmm. And I'll ask them, how do you know how much you're using? And nine times out of 10, I get this. Crickets. Uh, yeah. It's like, you don't know. I didn't know when I put into my map, mm -hmm. my Google Maps, to drive from Carson to here, I had to have a, 
I had to know where I was at to know where I was wanting to go. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to have just a, you know, a quick conversation mm -hmm. about this connection. Are you finding brands are really leaning into have it taking that spec first approach that Matthew always talks about when it comes to their sustainability. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll share a quick story that for me really reiterates the story you just talked about. Um, I was at SAP, had a sustainability event in New York and invited us to attend. And the theme of the event was sustainability, bridging the gap between ambition and action. Every, like, I love it's that. Birthday. Every company wants to be sustainable. It's one of those like universally acknowledged things we all want to. And I was really listening. They had executives from Colgate and Coca-Cola talking. And I thought, what? why is there a gap? And the overwhelming answer was a lack of data. The reason why people can't go from here to there is because they don't know where they are today. It's your Google Maps analogy. And what we're seeing, and Dermalogic is a great example of this, is a lot of companies are like, you know what? We need to bite the bullet and actually know what we're buying, what we're making. Because a lot of them do know what they're making. But it's that components of a product, like the packaging you buy from someone, that you don't have that level of visibility into. Mm -hmm. And so there's so much awareness, I would say, not only at the brand level, but the executive level of these brands, that this data is not being managed professionally. And that if they want to come out and say, number one, we want to be sustainable. Number two, here's our goals. They're realizing they have to do the hard work, which is getting the data in shape. Yeah. 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 Um, I forget. Who was the gentleman from uh, Gartner? John Blake. John Blake. Shout out John Blake. What's up, John watching. Blake? Uh, and I see some people have commented. I don't know who or what. I can't read that far away. But, uh, you know, if, if John, if you're watching, I thought he did a great job of talking about how the importance of data and packaging mm -hmm. has transitioned to a board level conversation uh, because the CEOs and the chief sustainability officers are making these claims mm -hmm. like we're going to do X by 2025. And it's like if it if it involves more or less, mm -hmm. or we want to be better. Like you can't get better if you don't know your current state. Like mm -hmm. how will you know what that, uh, I do a lot of like training and gap selling and we talk about this a lot. Like mm -hmm. you have to know a current state and mm -hmm. a future state and what that gap is, is where the measurable value of what's happening. And so I think in terms of sustainability, it's the same thing. If you don't know your current state, and you can't measure the impact on the future state, which is why I love the uh, the partnership with Compass. Mm -hmm. If you can't actually measure that with objectively true data, then you're probably just going to be greenwashing. Yeah. Well, it's funny. As a marketer, I think so much about that, right? Because I can see through the BS of a lot of brands. I, you know, it was Earth Day, so I was checking my email this morning. I'm still getting emails about Laura, people. Laura, you can also me, check your email not on Earth Day. You're like, it's true. Earth Day, so today I just No, no, but because, no, because the marketers are sending all the Earth Day messages. Oh, yeah, 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 right. No, about it. I just deleted 50 And I scroll them. through, and I'm still getting the we're planting trees email. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if that's the email you're sending as a marketing team, like, you're, don't get me wrong, we should all plant trees. I think it's great. Kudos. If that's the low-hanging fruit for you on sustainability, like, you're doing it wrong. Like, we need to be interrogating the products, how we're making them, how, we're, like, sustainability is even more than the things that we think about immediately. Matthew, our CEO, just released a blog about this. When we think about sustainability, you know, he was a packaging salesman in the 90s in New York City. And he used to watch the barges go out and dump trash in the ocean. And he knew that some of those, some of the boxes he messed up were, were going to be dumped, right? Because he had gotten the spec wrong. The customer didn't want them. They could, you know, right. the time. So they were just being dumped and thrown away. 
sustainability is not making the mistake in the first place, right? Sustainability is being able to know your packaging so you can go from here to there. Sustainability is also not wasting people's time. Like, you know, I look at all these amazing companies in the world and all the really smart people that work for them, especially packaging engineers, like yeah. go, like so competitive to get in those schools. They study really hard. They get these great internships. Their first job, they're chasing data. Yep. Like the first job, they're, they're managing a spreadsheet. They're emailing for samples. Wow. Imagine the sustainability of human capital. If we could free that up to go actually work on sustainability versus mm -hmm. trying to gather data. I just think it reminds me that today is an opportunity earth because it's earth day, not sustainability day. Really, yeah. You know, as I think about it, it's an opportunity for us to take the most expansive view possible of sustainability. And it's a little scary, mm -hmm. but it's also, I think the most exciting. No doubt. And let's also, you, you mentioned something that I think it is so, is so critical. I've heard this phrase and today packaging engineering students, I want you to know that you are so needed and valuable. There's a stupid phrase that says, if you can't hack it, pack it. And it's wrong. It's absolutely <laughs> wrong. Uh, it, packaging is a, is a vibrant and utterly important industry. Yeah. And, you know, there are brands out there right now who are just absolutely screaming for more people mm -hmm. in this space. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's a chance to come in and really do some really great, great work. And there's so much innovation happening here, right. which I'm really excited about. Um, we just launched a podcast at Specrate called Beyond the Shelf, the product and packaging podcast. Hosted by? Hosted by me. That's right. Plug, that's right. Subscribe. We'll wait, 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 in. wait, wait. Let's try it. Hosted by? Me. <laughs> 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 I learned from the best. Um, no, but we had uh, Spencer on, I think, recently from Good Planet Foods, and they're doing amazing work. They make plant-based cheese, which is more sustainable for a lot of reasons. And he was talking about, like, the trend he's most excited about is, like, decompostable packaging. And I'm like, wow, that's so amazing. Like, packaging doesn't have to be something that you use one time. And then I just talked to Chantal Emanuel, who's the co-founder of Lime Loop. You should connect with her. Yeah. They're doing like circular economy packaging where basically like if you get something in the mail, that's a returnable package and you can return something or just send it back. Yeah. And it's made from recycled materials. It can last 200 trips. It's this like idea of creating a packaging highway where like there is no packaging and packaging at the same time. Right. And those things to me are just so exciting and innovative. And I'm like, that's what I want. The students at MSU and Cal Poly and Rutgers and all right, and shout out all the others, Clemson, so on UW Stout. UW Stout. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I knew I was going to get in trouble. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I'm just Robert Meisner is going to comment right now. <laughs> uh, no, but it's like those are the those are the concepts and like that's the innovation that I want people focused on. And to me, there's such an opportunity when you have data, the specification data, and you have all these other components at play, like we're going to do some amazing things in the next few years. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. Yeah. And I think, uh, I'll do, I'll do a little quick shameless plug for, uh, Matthew's book. Yeah. Uh, he, t he talks, uh, quite a bit about that connection between mm -hmm. innovation and human capital and really having our, having our packaging kind of speak the language of the day. I mean, how many packaging specs are still just sort of out there in the wild, just like they're like mm -hmm. free range specs that nobody knows where they are. Yeah. And, you know, really getting those into a place where they're manageable and actionable mm -hmm. is, is closely linked to sustainability. You know, what's interesting. Um, we have so many great partners. You know, I think one thing that I'm really proud of at SpecRight is like, we're not doing this alone, right? Like we're not, we're not going to solve sustainability single-handedly. It's going to take a community of people 
Um, and we're working with, you mentioned Compass. I want to talk a little bit about that, but Tops is another partner. Yeah. And we did a, a survey, Jill, shout out Jill, uh, kind of ran that, go download it on our website. It's really interesting about palette, palette and packaging optimization. And the major finding was people want to do more optimization, right? Because think about it. Like if we're stacking stuff in a box, if, yeah, we want to get more boxes on trucks, you know, more right. things in a box, that's sustainability. Yeah, gas prices are insane here in right? California. They're oh, yeah. they're crazy everywhere. You don't so. think about like the, the ROI of this too. Forget about like we're just doing good for the world, like you're doing good for the bottom line. But the biggest obstacle for people doing more optimization for palletization and packaging is a lack of data. Right. So it's like, again, when I think about sustainability, it's not just what is this package made out of? It's like, well, how did it how did it get transported here? You know, did it break? Mm -hmm. Because when things break, like that's not being sustainable. Shout out to our friends at ISTA. Yeah. Right. We we launched PackSite with them to do better packaging testing. Like the other theme that that I think is so important and Matthew talked about is like this concept of allowable waste. And if you're in the manufacturing world, like it's a dirty little secret that so much gets thrown away. Yep. So much because the supplier made it wrong. There was a miscommunication. No one got updated. It, it doesn't really matter. It's a who's on first thing. But if we eliminated all of those mistakes that aren't necessary, like what's what's the not only the sustainability impact, but the bottom line mm -hmm. impact. So it's like for sustainability, it's like, can you get it right the first time? Yep. How do we have this more expansive view of like shipping it better, more intelligently? And then to your point with Compass, which I'm really excited about, um, Triac and Compass, they're in a life cycle assessment tool. What I noticed is like four years ago when I first joined, we were talking to so how difficult it was to get the data to do the LCA. And they wanted to figure out where they were, which was they were so far ahead of their time. Yeah. Now I'm seeing companies like that say, well, I want to do an LCA before we even decide to make that product. Yep. And I'm like, yes, like pull sustainability in the front end of product development when you're at the ideation phase where like there's zero impact of failure. And then the more information you have, right? How do you do that? You have to have the data managed in one place, but then be able to integrate that data across the different tools like like Tops or Compass. Right. So. Yeah, it's it's so critical. I'm going to grab my laptop here and yeah. see what see what kind of uh see what kind of comments we got um all right we got uh tampa shout out dustin shout out justin uh dustin, dustin happy earth day from tampa are you on vacation dustin's in uh in minneapolis uh <laughs> let's see sustainable sustainability i like it love it um sorry again linked I, I i i probably know you we're probably connected but there's some kind of weird um saying on here we got uh muhammad um oh muhammad read the book Love it. Interesting read. Uh, hey, Muhammad's in Cali. And uh, George, how's it going, George? Yeah, I know, man. If you can't hack it, pack it. Right. I've heard it. I'm gonna, that's one I'm going to keep in my mind. Man. It's nonsense. It's so bad. Um, happy Earth Day. And again, George, stop the waste. Love totally, it, George. Totally agree. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. You know what? I was just thinking, I mean, as I was driving over here to have this conversation with you, I was thinking about, like, why is this... Why is this so important to me? And a few years ago, you know, I live in California. It's a beautiful state. Love living here. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but no, if you, the wildfires are getting really bad. Mm -hmm. And a few years ago, I had to be evacuated from my home. And I was, I was thinking about the feeling of having to go to my apartment and take whatever. I expected it to not be there when I got back. And I just realized that like not, none of that stuff mattered. 
at the end of the day. Like I went and got my cat and that was like it. Yeah. And I was like my cat, my passport, like those felt like the right things. Right. And it, it just makes you realize like we, we really can't screw this up. What, you know, the sustainability isn't just like a marketing message anymore. Like no. when I, that feeling of like, wow, like the, my backyard's on fire right now was pretty terrifying. And, and obviously, you know, there's a lot of reasons that is, but it feels like the call to action today is stronger than ever. I'm curious your thoughts on why you think sustainability, it feels like there's been a shift in the importance of it. Yeah. I mean, I think actually I would tie it back into data, honestly, yeah. because I, I try to be a as as logical as I can as a thinker, mm -hmm. um, though certainly our brains are wired to be emotional first, and I understand that. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, just sort of like it, it was it was an evolved perspective for me. Um, you know, I would probably count myself not as like a denier, but I was very much like, okay, like you know, the Earth. We've had global cooling, and now we have global warming, and this is very cyclical, and that was kind of it. And then yeah. you start to look at some of the data and information that's available and i was like no this is a this is a legit like existential threat to humanity yeah um if we don't actually do this and and by the way it's a lot easier to heat up the planet than it is to uh cool the planet and so if if it were to reverse and if we were to be like oh no you know the the polar ice caps are freezing and we're having this problem we can actually it, it's far easier to to mm. create more carbon in the atmosphere than it is to keep it out and extract it and mm -hmm. so if we were going to err on any side this is for all the people who might be listening or watching that are sort of on the like on that side of it it's like if we're going to err on one side or the other yeah. let's err on the side of cooling because we can always heat it back it's kind of like this all right i'll give you an example yeah. uh, i would never live in las vegas or phoenix <laughs> and i'll tell you why because, and I live in Salt Lake City, mm -hmm. and I grew up in Colorado, and people are like, yeah, yeah, but you know, the winters and it's cold. It's like, I can always get warmer, mm. I, and there's stuff to do outside. I've been in Phoenix in the summer when it's 120, and it's illegal to walk around naked, and that is the that is all you can effectively do. Yeah. It, well, not really. Don't do that. My not, toothpaste, you know, well, I used to travel to, to Scottsdale to work. My toothpaste used to explode in the summer. Yeah. Because it's, it's that. It would, like, melt. Um, so, it's interesting. There's... I agree with you 100%. There's two other things. You talk about data. I'm very interested in the regulation aspect of this space because I think that's going to drive a lot of change. One thing I'm curious, you know, shout us out in the comments. I'm hearing a lot from our customers and prospects about extended producer responsibility, yep. especially in the EU. And I think they're always ahead of the game on this. Um, they were ahead of the game on consumer privacy. Yep. I think they're ahead of the game on sustainability where they're saying like, hey, if you sell products, not only if you make them here, if you sell them here, so it impacts a lot of big brands in North America that are in Europe, um, you're responsible for the end of life of that package. Right. And we're going to fine you and it has to comply with certain, you know, parameters and you have to be able to report on it. And I see that driving a lot of need for the executive scrambling and being like, oh shoot, you know, it's maybe that the ambition hasn't, gone up so much but that like the the ROI impact to the business has has gone up so I think that's really important and John Blake talked about that um from Gartner and that that's going to come to the U.S. and it's starting yep. to take hold and the challenge that I'm seeing is that every country is different yeah I mean, there's well, not, every state's different every state yeah in the yeah. U.S. every state's different oh my gosh like Massachusetts California I couldn't keep track of like the plastic bag laws right and I just I just did a 420 podcast around cannabis packaging it's like 
the the, reg, the regulations and the changing specifications oh my gosh. for cannabis it changed state to state like oh yeah it's it is yeah it's I, crazy i have so much empathy for people in food i mean in, in all industries who are pa packaging but labeling especially in claims oh my gosh like it's so hard to keep track of that right. stuff and the impact of getting it wrong is huge you know you think about food it's like recalls but now, too, again, with not knowing what you're doing, you know, there's you're going to be fined for it. Yeah. Um, the other thing that Chantel brought up to me that I had forgotten about was, you know, years ago when China stopped buying our our our, our waste, right? And the impact of like where are we where are we going to put this stuff? Um, so I think a lot of like policy and you know, I'm certainly not an expert on this, but I think that's going to continue to evolve and drive the need of not only the C-suite. But the board and the investor level of these companies, yeah, which is interesting. Yeah, no doubt, it's it's here. No it's pressure; not... they're going to be looking to the packaging engineers to figure this out. I know, I know. Well, they can <laughs> they can find me on TikTok at Packaging Pastor, and uh, we'll we'll figure it out together. No, uh, it's it is a I, I I'm uh, the thing that I'm glad about in my career, and I've said this before, is that I I took a gamble on packaging mm -hmm. as a career. And I and I bet right. Yeah. You know, it's this is gaining in importance. It's mm -hmm. gathering a lot of steam. It's getting into the boardrooms. It's getting into the investor levels. Uh, we just had a uh, 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 myself and Corey Connors and Avelio Matos. You should check out mm -hmm. their podcast as well. Um, but we we host a room on Wednesdays, mm -hmm. and we had uh, the the folks from Cruise Foam on there, and they just got a big investment from um, Ashton Kutcher and Leonardo DiCaprio. Because oh, yeah. they make a they make protective foam that is fully curbside recyclable and also smart um, compostable. So it's it's it, like big big names of people with like big money is coming in. So I agree. It's it's an exciting time to be in packaging, and uh, it's exciting time to to be able to make change. Yeah. And um, you know, just want to encourage everyone to be part of the solution don't yeah. just don't just be a complainer it's easy to point out the problems be i was part gonna of the say solution. like you know as much as we've we've talked about a lot of the challenges and that can be scary but it's also exciting and it means there's so much opportunity at the same time and you know i you know it's funny because years ago when i asked matt when i joined the company i asked matthew like what's the mission of the company and he's he's a really wise man. He's like, let me think about it and come back to you the next day. He came back. He's like, our mission is to eliminate waste in the world. And I was like, okay, that's like kind of really big. Like maybe yeah. like bring it back a little bit, you know, so we can like do it. And um, he came back to me the next day and he was like, you're right. That's a terrible idea. Let's empower people to make amazing, sustainable things. And I'm like, yeah, because if we empower everyone else to do it. Right. And then we're all doing it together. We're going to have this collective impact that's so much bigger than ourselves. Where he, where Matthew was right though, and he would never tell me that. He, you know, he would never say I told you so, but like I, he he definitely told me so. The vision is correct. Yeah. Like our vision is to live in a world without waste, and I think we're so much closer to that than we've ever been. Right. With the amount of data and information and visibility and like the the intelligent people we have, like I really don't think that's far off. Um, but it's about being purposeful about it and excited about it and telling like what you're doing, telling the story, sharing stories. Yeah. You know, at the, you talked about the spec management summit. Um, we had Denso there, large mm -hmm. automotive supplier. And, um, I think it was Nathan or Cody shout out you guys. One of them said, 
it's not competitive. Like sustainability, like we want to be sharing this mm. information with our comp- right. with our competition because like, yeah, you're going to compete at the at the product level. But like if there's packaging efficiencies or gains or things you can share, like we should all be sharing right. that. And I'm like, wow, that's so heartwarming. Yeah. At the end of the day. It's uh this will be the second time I mentioned this and we'll get to George. We'll get to your question here in a second. But uh, I'm reading a book um, called. Um, oh, gosh. Why did I just forget the name of it? Um, oh, no. I'm, I'm listening to an audible. I was listening to when I came in here. Give me a hint. Conscious capitalism. There it is. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And and they talk a lot about that, how uh, it's it's got to be a collaborative effort where there's multiple wins across all stakeholders. And that's where the value is. So um, I love that. Let's get to this question here from George and we're going to uh, wrap it up. But uh, George is asking about FSC certification. Uh, it's a great question here on uh, going back to the importance of tracking data and understanding kind of where stuff's coming from. Um, you know, looking at FSC, SFI, there's a couple other certifications, uh, I think is, is it, it's helpful in that it aligns um, mon- monetary value with, um, with the brands and with the suppliers who also align with that. And so asking for that certification, while it's hard, and especially when the paper supply chain is a little funky, that can be difficult. But asking for that and pushing for that is 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 a good idea mm-hmm. so long as you are aware of like currently there are longer lead times there are fewer suppliers and there might be an added cost um that's not always the case with sustainability but mm-hmm. certainly i know has been in in fsc that's a great question um what's up brie go brie green. is go uh, from michigan state uh we should, we should go green in our lives but also uh yeah. you know Ghost party. What's up, Bree? Thanks for ch- thanks for chiming in. Bree also lives in Utah, oh, which nice. is and she's a packaging engineer. And then we got hundred uh, percent curbside. Oh, the uh, one you were talking about. Oh yeah, it's um, Cruise C R U Z Foam. Um, so check them out. They're doing some great work. Well, this is the end of it's the end of our time. Yeah, uh, you didn't ask about my my Earth Day shirt. Your so this, this, I love this. Well, tell me one all la- about one it. One last shout out. Cause this is to me like why I love packaging. Okay. I okay. didn't, re- I, you never, before the call, you weren't like, Hey Adam, no, make I know. sure you I just forgot about to my- mention it. It, just, it looks I like you're wearing a polo. It, okay. It just looks like a regular just polo. It just looks like a regular polo. From Ralph Lauren. It's actually made up of recycled bottles. Oh yeah. And I'm like, I love this. And like packaging is fashion. Who knew? Yeah. Like to me such, again, how do we have the most expansive view of sustainability how do we think about the end of life of packaging differently? How do we think about eliminating waste? Like, let's have fun with it. Right. You know, we we have to do it. We have to do hard things. We might as well find creative, inventive ways of doing it. So totally. shout out to all everyone who watched yeah. um, for all the work that you guys are doing. And Adam, I love what you're doing and how you're bringing these stories to life and sharing this really important message with everyone. Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you, Laura. It's been, it's, like you said, it's it's a community of people, right? There's no, if, if, if what's the quote, if you don't care who gets the credit, a lot can be accomplished. So true. I don't if that was like Buddha or Tupac or Jesus, it was somebody. Uh, <laughs> Let's go with Tupac. Yeah. 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 Think, Coast. yeah. 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 We'll go. We'll go with Tupac. Um, but yeah. And, you know, likewise, it's just it's it's awesome to see what Specrite's doing. So everyone check out uh, Specrite.com. And there's all sorts of content there. You can follow them on um, on LinkedIn. And Beyond the Shelf. Yeah. Beyond the Shelf product and packaging podcast. Yeah, it's great. You can check out the book. Uh, Matthew Wright is on, uh, it's on the Specrite website. You can get it on Amazon. There's all sorts of great ways to do it. Uh, please follow me if you aren't already. 
Uh, you probably are on LinkedIn or else you wouldn't be watching this, but uh, you can also connect up with me on uh, on TikTok. I don't dance, but I do talk about packaging there. So I'm at Packaging Pastor. And with that, let's maybe get some outro music. Could we do a packaging dance? Could we make that a thing on TikTok? That's my um, one good idea for the week. You know, I think it could be like the the beat box <laughs> where we get like a box with, full of beats, like actual beat food, and we just like dance around. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be a, that'd be it. a bad idea, I feel like. But thank you all so much for tuning in. Happy Earth Day. Go make a difference. And uh, just remember that packaging is awesome. Thanks. It's the best. Bye, guys.